this is the final episode of the second series of the Church Mag Podcast, and this is our, I guess, annual Christmas episode. I mean, we did it last year, so I guess when you do it a second time, then it starts to be a thing. Is that it? Guys? I totally agree. That's how that's how it works for me. It's not a tradition until you call it one. You call it, <laughs> you call it a tradition year two when it's untested and unproven. Yes. Yes. Well, this year we 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 uh, tried and proved the Black Friday so uh, episode. So maybe next year we can call it the annual Black Friday episode. But it was the first go, um, uh, and as Jeremy said, you know, it's kind of like the Doctor Who thing where it's something you get to look forward to every year. Although I don't think everyone is going to look forward to the Church Mad Podcast Christmas Podcast as much as anyone is hoping and waiting for the Doctor Who special. Well, that's just apples to gigantic roller coasters so <laughs> that christmas special that's a that is a big deal i i am um, my wife likes doctor who but i don't think i can convince her that that's actually part of our christmas tradition as well can i say something that might be blasphemous towards all whovians <laughs> i'm gonna say it i'll say jeremy it. okay do you really have okay jeremy jeremy you you are like i mean there's the pushback and there's the you know, devil's advocate or whatever you want to call it. I mean, that is like your thing. So there's no need to preface it anymore. Everybody is, knows it's well, your thing. Well, this is taking it to a whole new level here. Oh, this is a whole new level of pushback. This, is this pushback is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It I is. get you. Wow. I, I actually don't like the Christmas episodes of Doctor Who. Okay, hold on. Now, let's, let's pause for a minute here, okay? Yeah. I did, yeah. We you're, just did. You're not alone. Okay. They're not. They're not for the fans. They're for the BBC. I think. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, for a second there, I thought it was going to be like the mega blowback uppercut return combo move for for your comment there, Jeremy. But no, instead, he no. like totally muted that thing. It was like he, he's a, you're agreeing, aren't you, Phil? <laughs> I, I think it's 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 a not it's a hat tip to tradition for the BBC. Yeah, I think you're right. Now, okay, I was actually I watched two specials over the past two days um the christmas invasion which is tenant's first episode yeah. is a great one and it's, i feel like it's a great christmas special it's a great episode but it's christmasy because the villains uh, the initial villain is the santa robots and uh but it's a great episode because it's his first episode and he gets to give that epic speech of who he is and whatnot anyway right the other one I watched uh, recently was the Run- Runaway Bride episode, which was Christmas Eve because the Santa Robots return. But it was a great episode because Donna Noble popped up, and Donna Noble was a pretty sweet companion. So I feel like those two Christmas specials were great, but they weren't great because they're Christmas. They're great because of other things. Well, um, it, you say great, but I say, hey, let's jump off the storyline for about mm, a whole episode after having been off for a while and then we're going to be off for another while but let's just say like maybe we're going to have some great moments but at the same time it it almost completely jumps out of the storyline at the same time it's sort of integrated into it and for me that is a completionist a minimalist it slightly drives me bonkers now i will say the last christmas special was absolutely great as a standalone episode Yes, did tie in a little bit to the storyline. Well, tied in completely. It finished off his... He died. (laughs) It did, but at the same time, it it was still trying to do that Christmassy theme, which just just takes away from the actual... It's almost trying to be a standalone at the same time. I I think that that's where... 
it, see, take Doctor Who as a whole, and one part of that right. is Christmas is special for Doctor for the Doctor. It right. just happens that way. Like I, I think the Christmas Invasion, that's season two's first episode, the Christmas special, and season three's One Way Bride were fantastic standalone episodes. Um, with a Christmas theme, the Voyage of the Darned, I'll, I'll call it, uh, from season season uh, uh, four, which is where he's on the Titanic. That one I didn't care for as much, but it was it was Christmas special. It was kind of Christmassy, but I didn't care for it nearly as much. And then it goes from there. They then I think from there they kind of trailed off. So let me let me ask then. Essentially, what you guys are saying is that the the Doctor Who episodes, the Christmas episodes, anyway, they're taking the regular storyline, they're taking the regular Doctor Who-ness, and then they're just wrapping it. Excuse the pun, wrapping it for Christmas. Well, I think. Well, yes and no. Okay, in a regular Doctor Who season, you'll have a few episodes that are off the story arc. That are standalone episodes that like they're in that same timeline, but they're not part of the major story that's going on. Okay. Nothing like it's the characters advance and grow, but there's nothing, nothing really revealed of the major meta story, which you know every season has one. Well, whereas I feel like uh, the Christmas specials are like that, but they're not always. I think Jeremy's complaint is they're not always the same quality, and I think the, the Christmas stuff causes a, causes them to stretch the story a little bit. But this year being the companion handoff, I think I think it's going to be probably another pivotal uh, episode, and we'll probably go in history along with the other ones that you've mentioned, Phil? It, it might. It's that's the thing. When Christmas is a big deal for another reason, they get it together. When it's just a kind of Christmas episode, it's not nearly as good. Like, uh, the Christmas Carol one was a good one, but not a great one. And then the the, the, the C.S. Lewis language in the wardrobe kind of pull-off episode was terrible. I hated that one. And I will say that I think that Doctor Who, when it first rebooted, was trying to do that punch 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 kind of episodes where it would flow but it was always a standalone episode in and of itself and it's evolved into a here's the whole narrative as you're going along but the christmas special specials are kind of trying to make that transition too but are not being as successful I agree. so it's almost how it used to be while the actual storyline has evolved in and of itself I think Moffat's pulling back from that. If you look at last season, there were uh, the whole uh, Missy storyline. I'm not sure where you're at, Jeremy, in the last uh, season. I'm all the way through. Yeah. Okay. That, that storyline, there were a lot more episodes that were not part of it. Like you started off meeting right. her, and she popped in the next episode, but then she was out for a few. Then she came back for one or two. And so I think that he's trying to do a lot more standalone episodes where the, the meta story can be going on in the background. But it's not a huge part of it. I've noticed that too, Phil. It seemed like um, not this past season, but the season before. It was doing. It was following that that previous formula of the entire season is a giant story arc. Whereas this last season, it felt like it was getting back to uh, the former roots of Doctor Who, where you had that 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 overreaching story arc that was very meta and very small little bits and pieces, and each episode could clearly stand on its own. Whereas you know, the, the season before, it felt like if you just saw an episode all on its own, you didn't even really hardly know what was going on. And so th- this more recent itineration, I've actually enjoyed a lot more. Yeah, and I think that, I think, I think Moffat said even before season eight um, began filming is he was going to go for a more raw feel, more back to the uh, to the standalone, standalone episodes. But, you know, back in the classic coup, they did the, the serials where one story took like four or five episodes. Mm-hmm. Now, they were, they were half hour episodes. 
episodes. Yeah, they were, yeah, I was going to say, but, yeah, they were shorter episodes, but, too. I mean, I guess it gives you more completion faster because you watch it for four weeks and your story's done, whereas it takes us a whole season. Of course, there was a, it was a weekly show for the longest time. Hey, by and by, if you've not watched An Adventure in Space and Time, which is a doc, is a it's a bio film, it's a, bi- a biographical film of the um, the beginning of the series. Uh, it was pretty darn good, and it kind of fills you in a lot of the a lot of the culture behind the show. Duly noted, Phil. Duly noted. <laughs> so, my wife, this is how lucky I am, and how jealous you guys can be for this Christmas episode. My wife, I, my wife was doing some kind of laundry or opening presents or wrapping or I don't know. Anyways, I made an offhanded comment saying, hey, honey, you know that you're more Hoovian than I am. And she looked at me like, are you stupid? I get the joke. I have two hearts. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, my wife. She understands it. She gets it. But you guys <laughs> Nice. That's amazing. Well played. So if anyone is listening to the podcast and like, oh my gosh, they're going on with that Doctor Who junk, I don't get it. The truth of the matter is, is not only all three of us watch Doctor Who, but all of our wives enjoy Doctor Who, Who, Doctor Who as well. So, you know, for those that those that have spouses that don't also enjoy Doctor Who, we we pity you. We are very we are very sorry. <laughs> we don't understand, but okay. I got 99 problems. Uh, never mind. I was going to try and wrap that, but I just totally started laughing in the middle of it. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of rapping it. Like, what am I going to say for the B word instead of the B word? I can't say that. Speaking of music, um, there, there's a couple, couple staff writers. Well, uh, there's a couple church mag writers that play the ukulele. One of them is James Cooper, who James is the author of whychristmas.com, which is a, a site that he's put together that he does out of his own time, uh, his own his own money and everything that talks about Christmas. And it this year is has been their biggest his biggest year s- since he started doing it. And every year it seems to get bigger and bigger. Phil, what, what were the, <clears throat> Phil? What was that that tweet he had today um, about the numbers? Uh, yesterday was the biggest day ever. They had a hundred and sixty six thousand visits and six hundred twenty four thousand page loads in a day. Dang. That's incredible, one hundred and twenty-four. That's 000. on a that's a site. He's just it's all labor of love for him. That's amazing. Yeah, you want to talk about needing some serious uh, cloud flare, cloud flare action going on? That that's that's a lot of bandwidth. So James also plays the ukulele. I mean, in the back channel of Church Mag, he is like our own Father Christmas, and he also plays the ukulele. He loves the ukulele, and Chris Wilson uh, from Church Mag also loves the ukulele and so they have gotten together and have done a ukulele christmas duet so i think the time for that is now
And that, again, was Chris Wilson, who recorded it in, uh, I believe he's in Poland right now. Uh, he sent the file to James, who's in the UK. James played his part, mixed it together. He sent it to me, who's in Italy, to then, uh, you know, to add it to the podcast. And now it has been delivered to you, wherever you are in the world. We were, I forgot what we were supposed to transition to. Oh, right. Yes, Jeremy has written, and I don't know if it will post it by the time this airs. So just like the song where they share all different presents, we have, I think, our own approach to how we want to do, um, share with people. Everybody loves to give away free stuff, and I think that that's been done. And But just the idea of being able to share from Church Mag some of the different stuff that we love about Christmas, but about life in general. Um, just sharing all of our different thoughts on our favorite podcast, our favorite, our favorite uh, hosting service, stuff like that. So a little nerdy, a little bit fun. Um, but at the end, we share just how we've been blessed by Church Mag. And I almost just wonder if we could give our own interpretations of our favorite moments throughout the year for Church Mag, as you and I and Phil have all kind of traversed in our different roles. All right. Well, let's traverse. Um, what, Jeremy? Why don't you lead us off? <laughs> oh, so I have to think about it. <laughs> or Phil. But as long or as it's Phil. not me, I'm good. <laughs> you know, uh, my thought was, okay, wait a minute. What could I, What happened? I'm trying to separate this year from last year, you know? But I think I really enjoyed, I think it was the beginning of this year when uh, when Casey came on the podcast and uh, Casey and Jeremy got into their epic uh, Microsoft versus Apple uh, <laughs> battle. And that was just fun to watch. Yes, the WWDC SmackDown. Yes, it was. It was probably the, the most quiet I've ever been on the podcast in podcast history. And it was a beautiful sight. <laughs> And we see who won, because I'm still here, even if I didn't sleep part time. <laughs> so this is our, our favorite uh, Church Mag moment. Yeah, just in general. Uh, so hard. There was a typo that I had uh, earlier this year on the title, um, and somebody emailed me. I had several people email me, snickering, because I had it was, it was a post about a pianist, and... Um, I totally, totally messed up the, oh, oh. the title. Hello. Um, typos happen, uh, and some are more embarrassing the others than others. Be, be careful. We're going to get an explicit rating on iTunes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, this is – thankfully, it was the first post of the day, so it was still pretty early, so the, the whole West Coast hadn't woke up yet. Um, but, yeah, I'm like, of all the places to make that typo. Well, I think one of the big yeah. ones for me was the Church Mag Press to see how it goes from blog to something more. And I feel like Church Mag has been making this expansion with the podcast, with trying to do video stuff, with now the ebooks, And it is it is a blog, but it, it's becoming an ecosystem. And so that's been kind of a unique transition as we fully engage with that process. I, prefer, I, mean, I think ecosystem is a great way of putting it, Jeremy, but I think empire might be a better word. You know, our, uh, our fearless leader does live in Italy, just, uh, I mean, a stone's throw, throw from the, from Rome. So I don't know. I, I just see him just, he's amassing a small army. Well, here, here's the thing is I'm actually, um, I kicked up my personal blog, my first personal blog in, since I started blogging and I was actually in the middle before we started recording the podcast, I was writing a post about teamwork. Um, because it's really hit me hard having 
<clears throat> having seen other teams in action and being feeling pretty much on my own for a long time, it feels like towards the end of this year, we really begin to amass kind of a team. Everyone has their, their special abilities and their different strengths that they bring to the table. And, um, and, you know, you talk about the empire or ecosystem or whatever, you know, all those ideas, um, have brewed and been and been uh, seeds have been planted and and it's been nurtured by so many different people. It is something that has not not come from any kind of mastermind of my own, but but ideas and thoughts from other people. And you know, it's it's difficult for any one person to really um, take hold of of every idea all by themselves. And I think that that is the beauty of community and and the and the power of teamwork. And so, you know, as we carry on to this next year, we've got some other projects and cool stuff going on. And uh, 2015 is going to be a lot of fun. And I think we're going to see just as much growth next year as we've seen this year. Which have you officially talked about the fact that you, you mentioned the word staff writers a couple of times? Have you officially talked about that on church mag no not yet and i'm hoping to do that this month or the beginning of next next year and have you know the basically the big announcement post that says hey you know um you know jeremy phil rachel chris these are our staff writers these are their niches and put out a apb on a few other areas that we that we would want to get filled um for staff writers and staff writers you know there will be some benefits with our with the staff writers as you guys know we've been talking on the back channel about what those benefits are um but really, it's a it's a commitment and being a part of something bigger than yourself, and uh, it's also <laughs> it's also um, brought a, a, a fun project that uh, Phil is is a big part of that we'll be announcing um, sometime in January. <laughs> I, I, don't mention that if you don't want me to start talking about it because I am it, the whole idea cracks me up. Okay, the whole idea cracks me up. Not necessarily what my part of it. But uh, I'm laughing, and, and, and I'm as much as I like to joke around, it's hard to make me laugh. So uh, I'm really excited about this special top secret. We're teasing it. You're never going to hear about this. You're not going to know for another month. Got to tune in next time um, idea. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Jeremy is always an idea man, always coming up with ideas. And uh, we'll be kicking off kind of a, a video Kind of, a, I don't want to say video series, um, but a, a cool idea that he's cooked up, and we'll be kicking that off as well. And you know, like I said, these—it's uh, it, great to to um, see the church community, the church mag community grow. And for us, you know, as we've we, we get to know one another and become friends, and um, I, it's an exciting time. Very exciting. It got too heartfelt. We could we didn't know where to go. <laughs> Well, and I think for me, the big thing is, is just that it, I think the community's always been there, especially on the back channel. Um, but without, I guess the podcasters get a little exclusive about it, but just the idea that we can say, okay, we're officially stepping on not, I mean, full-time bloggers as much as you blog on full-time. So just the fact that I know I, I have at least made this decision just to exclusively blog with church mag and kind of moving forward and, I think that just having that officialness is very uh, rewarding, encouraging. I think mm-hmm. that it's big. You know, I, it's funny you say that, Jeremy. And, and this is let me let me qualify this. This is no reflection on Church Mag at all. But I was doing that essentially the past year and a half, sure. and I'm backing I'm backing away from that. And I think I, what I found is the more I've been writing, the more I've found like. Uh, 
pouring my energy into writing for Church Mag, the more I kept having ideas for post pop up that did not fit into Church Mag's uh, niche right. at all. And it's like, okay, well, I gotta, I gotta have a place to put this stuff. Right. So like, I'm now doing mostly Church Mag, but I'm trying to do twice a month on my own blog, and at least once or twice a month on my uh, my church's blog. Well, and I find the exact opposite, where I'm just instead of blogging everything that comes to my mind. I've given up most of that of what you're talking about, Phil, and I just want to write the articles for Church Mag, but it's almost going to be a, I'll do my infographics, I'll do what I see on YouTube, but everything else will either be, if it's great, I'll write it, and if it's not, I'll just kind of let it go and let it be, um, just because I wanted to have that limited time and that flexibility, and so it's almost an exact opposite view, Phil, of yeah. just hit the high points and let that brew. See, I'm too OCD for that. I got I to sludge through it all. I, if it pops in my head, I've got to write it down. Well, I'm sure I'll have an Evernote list of about 150 things that I'll just say, here, Eric, if you want to write on these, I have some ideas. I just don't have time. Right. It's already at about 25. Or even uh, you know other staff writers or those um, in the Church Mag Authors Guild, you know, the guys that write for us regularly. And um, so, yeah. So Christmas. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go with a good transition there too. Well, so this, since this is our since this is our Christmas special, uh, I'll throw out a little bit of a, a little bit of Christmas stuff, and I think we kind of tipped on this a little bit last episode in the Black Friday special. But um, my wife and I try very hard to, to, to teach our kid to appreciate what she gets with that little saying, you know, you get what you get, you don't get upset. Um, and it is it is still really tough, like. We don't have TV at home, so we don't have commercials, but both grandparents do. And so we go to the store with my daughter. Before, she'd say, oh, I want that toy. And now she says, oh, I saw that toy on TV, and now I really want it. And we will like, no, well, we'll think about it, and we'll see. And we walk away. And then before, that'd be pretty much the end of it. But now it's like five minutes later, hmm, Daddy, I, I don't know, but I really want that doll. Like she's she's so contemplative about it, and I'm like, I appreciate your sensitivity on this issue, but no. <laughs> hey, you know that's really interesting. There's a before we watch some movies, we'll look them up and see like how they're rated. You know, like uh, F- Focus on the Family, I think has a site. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, uh, plugged in, yeah, online. plugged in. And then there's another place called Common Sense Media, and they are not uh, religious in any way, uh, which I actually appreciate because when they when they evaluate a movie, they really spell out exactly, you know, what they what they have, w- what's in the film, you know, and it, it, and right. I feel like I'm able to measured up to my own specifications opposed to whatever focus on the families might be, right? And one of the ratings that they have is consumerism, and I never really thought about it until I would visit Common Sense Media to check on movies. I usually check both places to kind of get multiple, you know, multiple angles on, on a film. But consumerism, I never really thought about it much until I saw them rate it and then would see it in films. And yeah, consumerism, especially on television, because, you know, they, it, it has advertising. You know, they have to pay for that programming somehow, and it, it's, it's to sell things. And you never really think about it much, uh, or I never really thought about it much until then. And consumerism is... Is heavy, man, and so and 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 affects our kids in in ways that I had never never thought about before. Yeah, it's like, and not to say my daughter didn't want stuff before; she should have watched a lot more TV with commercials because, like, we'd go to the store and she'd see a toy from one of the shows she watched on Netflix, and she'd want that because of the character she knew. But I feel like the commercials do such a great job of hitting kids where they are. Like, this toy's amazing, and you'll have so much fun playing with this toy. 
that she's just she's just wrapped into it. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, I, I've found that like you know asking you know kind of inquiring with your kids and talking it out and talking about the realities and you know making choices you know and and that kind of thing has really can can really help when they you know when they want to get something. Now I just have to figure out how to do that with myself when I want something. My son's still two, so. He can get distracted in about two seconds and be like, oh, there was something that I really wanted. I totally forgot about it. Dude, I miss those days. Yeah, Jerry, he's two. So you like get him like a new truck, right? And he he takes it out of the packaging and then he's playing with the cardboard packaging, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we did get a box recently that he was just sitting in and loved that he got stuck in there and we had to go take him out. So, yeah, we are fully in that stage right now. That's awesome. That was awesome. So my daughter's she's my daughter's four, so she's got object permanence and and she knows what she wants and she knows she wants everything. And it's hard to talk to her because she's still four. Like she's got an incredibly deep vocabulary, but she still doesn't understand like, you know, how money works. Yeah, that and that that can create some difficulties. <laughs> she's in the age where a quarter is more than a dollar because a quarter's heavier, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Or a certain piece of money's, money's bigger. Or no, you're going to give me like in in Italy here we have one euro coin. So instead of having a dollar, you know, one euro bill, you have a coin. And so it's like, oh, I'll give you this this ten cent piece. See, it says ten for that one, right? Because uh, it's nice. a bigger number. Yeah. I think for me, one of the big things is, and you talked about this last week phil and i did listen to it all the way through the end is that (laughs) (laughs) i was taking my pre black friday nap so that i could get up at 7 p.m and be done by 7 30 um for me one of the big things is that it, it starts with the fact that you want to serve your family and it goes from there and i've always i've i am a lot like eric in the sense that i've been a missionary a lot of my life and this is going to be the first year where it's like we can actually purchase our own gifts and not rely on Christmas money from our family to be able to purchase those gifts. And it's a whole new season. And at the same time, I think that we can buy stuff for our family, but still have that whole motto, I guess, of wanting to be able to serve others and to recognize the reason for the season and all those cliches, but to simply want to be with our family in that process and i think that that's great and it can be a little bit about the presence and a whole lot about everything else um and and this is new territory for me because the last time i had an amazing look at all the presents i have is about 14 because my family did a lot of that as well of okay christmas day we're going to go give gifts to other people before we open our own gifts so it's it's going to be unique for me but at the same time i think that we'll still be able to approach it well. So I'm I'm in a maybe different season in life than you guys, but I think it's still kind of there. Did you just say the reason for the season is a cliche? I bet you say happy holidays, you Colorado Colorado liberal. <laughs> I'm well, and I'm the one that also two days into a lot being allowed to listen to Christmas, I'm sick of Christmas music and of course Mr. Cooper saw it oh. and so that was that was heresy. always fun. Heresy, my friend. <laughs> well, and I will listen to it at church. That's awesome. I love it at church. But whenever it gets to just every single time, every oh. single moment, my son wants to sing all the Christmas tunes. No, thank you. I've, I've been uh, – I'm a school teacher, so as soon as I got back from Thanksgiving break, I've played – I play music every day in my class. I've played nothing but Christmas music. I got a digital fireplace off of YouTube, so it's on my on, on my projector, on my, on my wall. I've been projecting a fireplace and playing Christmas music. It's been fantastic. 
Mr. Schneider, I don't feel good. Can I go? You're faking. Sit down and shut up. That's what I usually say. <laughs> Every time I hear Phil tell a story about his class, I always think, I wish he was my teacher. You know what? You don't. Because as, as capricious and as impromptu as I am, that's a double-edged sword, my friend. <laughs> I, I just can imagine Phil is sitting there and he's like, I'm teaching the children and look at everything I'm doing. I'm making them cultured. Listen to Christmas music. Look at this beautiful fireplace. And all the kids are like, What's Mr. Phil doing? Why is he doing all this stuff? They, they hate my music. I, uh, they don't, even my regular stuff, they hate it because I play a lot of rock and punk rock. And they're like, can you play One Direction? I'm like, can you shut up and sit down and listen to good music for a change? This is the man who's like six foot four. I, I was playing the, like before Thanksgiving, I'm playing a lot of, a lot of uh, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. And I walk around the room lip syncing to it and it drives him nuts. So are you basically the cranky old grandpa at your school right now? No, no, I'm the I'm the random can't put a finger on what makes him tick teacher that you, that you, that you like, but you're kind of afraid of because you're always going to do the next. Right, thing. so you're the crazy, you're like, the crazy like, one. Gotta, you've heard of Fits the Tantrums, um, kind of um, '70s funk revival band. They um, have a Christmas song called "Santa Stole My Lady." It's a great song. And yesterday, I walked around and lip synced the entire thing. I was I was doing a little dance. I was I was full tilt, man. And I think the kids were kind of looking at each other, going, "At what point do we inquire by getting him?" some help <laughs> so you're the one that says hey i'll be santa and the principal's like mm, maybe we're gonna go with someone else this year no actually outside the classroom i'm i'm really quiet and uh <laughs> I, I save it all for the room man I, I, I put it all on the court just like the podcast you put it all on the podcast boom shakalaka that's a great sign off line right there all right guys well like i said this is the last episode of this series of the church meg podcast and we're going to kick it off all new in 2015 we actually decided to get organized and um actually give a go of this thing Oh, did you? Okay. All right. So, so they might play the ukulele. Phil raps. Apparently. If you're having who problems off the bat for you, son, I got 99 problems, not two hearts, or two hearts, but not. Never mind. Screw it. I'm too white. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what it is. I've had too much coffee to try and rap right now. <laughs> You've yeah, had too much coffee. coffee to rap it's right definitely now. Definitely the wow. coffee. It's not the uh, nearly 100% German heritage at all. I, I like that. I almost depict this as Phil is just sitting in his studio and he's been practicing for about six hours and he thinks, man, I just had too much coffee today. I just can't reach Jay-Z's status today. <laughs> Here's the problem. Jay-Z's a really slow rapper, too. That's the problem. And he doesn't drink his coffee, so no, he doesn't. there's he's, that. He's drinking his... Isn't he a branded drink or something? Out of brand, like a, I don't know. He's got branded everything. Maybe, maybe if you maybe if he drank coffee, then he would rap faster. Maybe. So technically, you do have a hundred problems now. That's true. <laughs> One being that you can't rap. There's a problem. I really want to. I really want to say this line, but I can't get it out because I feel I feel proud of this line. Really. Maybe you could just 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 speak it. Like, do, like, spoken poetry. Yes, a little beat poetry. Can you put some snaps in the background, some bongo drums? Hold on, I'm going to put on some sunglasses and light a cigarette real quick. Hold on. If you're having... You have cigarettes? No, I'm joking. I don't smoke at all. <laughs> I'm actually in a school building right now. I can't, so that's illegal. If you're having who problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems and two hearts, not one. <laughs> It's so stupid. I'm just going. Just, just going. I'll, I'll see you guys later. I'm going to quit. 
<laughs> no, oh, no, don't drop the mic. Don't drop the mic. Howdy, <laughs> 5,000. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. <laughs>